0: Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. It's me, Justin Monorail, and I am back with you once again here on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. But today I don't have anyone with me. It's just me all by myself. Landon and Steffers are taking a paid time off day. I hope they enjoy their peanuts and Cracker Jacks that I sent them for their paid time off. And I'm just going to hold down the fort here all by myself. But, you know, Landon can do it. He's done it a few times. I've done it in the past. It's doable. In fact, Steffers has her own show she does all by herself. So let's just, you know, let's say it like it is. All you need is one person to have a good time on a podcast. I don't know if that's true. But we're going to give it a shot today. This is January 8th. 2024, it's our second episode of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast for 2024, and this is episode number 183, and today, I've got a very focused subject that I'm going to get into and discuss with you today, and that is the Disney dining plan, because as of today, January 8th, 2024, I feel like maybe earlier I said 2023, but I don't remember, but as of January 8th, 2024, the dining plan has returned to Walt Disney World. Now, this is a hotly debated topic. Some people say it's worth it. Some people love it. Some people say it's not worth it, and it requires too much planning, and it's hard to get your money's worth. There's a lot of opinions out there, and I'm sure as we go on into the year, we'll we'll see some articles of people testing this out and we'll get a lot of feedback because there have been some changes this year, and we'll get into that uh, in terms of pricing, categories for restaurants, how many credits are required for certain things, and also qualifications um, to actually get the dining plan. There was another announcement that came out just this last week where Disney's actually offering the free dining plan. It's back, um, but there's a lot of, of caveats to that as well, so we'll we'll get into that. Before we do, I would be remiss if I didn't, talk about the most exciting news of the week. So in order to do that, let's jump into the news. Here we go. (laughs) That's right. Even though I'm all by myself, I've got the news that you want to hear from the Central Florida theme parks and beyond Well, today it's really just going to be one theme park. We're going to be talking about Epcot specifically because as of this Friday, January the 12th, the Epcot Festival of the Arts is returning. And we've talked about it in the past and we've called it farts and we will continue to call it farts. And I apologize for our our immaturity. But hey, that's how we do it around here on the monorail. We have fun. We like to, you know, not take life so seriously. And hopefully you're okay with that. But... Farts, as we lovingly call it, is one of our favorite festivals out of the four in Epcot that come around every year. It's got to be top four. We would easily put it in the top four, maybe even top three. I personally would tell you it's probably in my top two of the favorite festivals that Epcot holds every single year. The only problem is it's very short. It only goes from January 12th to February 19th. And out of all of the Epcot's Uh, Out of all of Epcot's festivals, it's the shortest by a lot. I mean, you've got food and wine that goes on for seven months out of the year. I don't know why we couldn't shrink that up a little bit and maybe just expand the Festival of the Arts to go two months. Why not two months? Or, as we've said in the past, do them seasonally. Do three months for each festival. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a lowly podcaster. But Festival of the Arts doesn't get the love it deserves. It's great. And I think you would love it, too, if you give it a try. It's a hard time to travel, I realize. It's after the holidays, February, January, people are back in school. But if you can do it, I highly recommend it. As with the other festivals that Epcot holds throughout the year, you've got food booths. You've got merch. You've got shows in the American Gardens Theater. And you've also got a lot of booths that are set up around, um, and this is unique, to specifically showcase artist and their artwork all through world showcase and some in world celebration as well. I'm actually really excited now that the world celebration gardens have opened to see what they do in that space for all the festivals and festival of the arts is going to be our first chance to see something going on there. Another question I'm going to have now that Walcott is starting to shrink and there's less and less walls. Where will the paint by numbers mural be this year? I don't know. We're going to have one. So if you've never done this, this is a cool thing you can do at the Festival of the Arts. You can go line up. It's a free thing to do. And um, they will give you a little uh, cup. It's almost like a a sauce cup of paint. And they give you a a disposable paintbrush. And the paint cup that they give you will have a number on top. And all you do is you go find your number on this larger-than-life wall size mural. And you paint in – usually it's like three or four spaces that you get to paint – Um, sometimes if the crowds are low, they might say, you know, paint as many as you want to, um, don't go crazy, but you just stick to your number. And if everybody does that, by the end of the day, you've got a a beautiful mural on the wall that one lucky guest gets to take home. No, I don't. (laughs) I think they just throw them away, but they usually do give you a small postcard or like a little cardboard strip that shows you what the mural is going to look like when it's done. So that's pretty cool. Um, I highly recommend doing that. It's a fun activity. It's free, like I said. And then you feel like you've contributed to the art in the Festival of the Arts uh, that are being displayed that day at Epcot. So that's really cool. Um, The performances that are going on on stage are the Disney on Broadway concert series. Now, you know, this is a little bit different because they're not bringing in bands like Smash Mouth or, you know, uh, Sugar Ray to come put on shows, <laughs> uh, um, you know, like an individual band uh, one time throughout the day. Instead, what they do is they bring stars from Disney musicals that have been on Broadway or or maybe touring companies or somewhere else to come and and they perform on stage at the American Gardens Theater. Um, these will go on every day from January twelfth to February nineteenth. Show times 45 and eight. Uh, starting in January, we've got a couple people from the cast of Frozen. Uh, it looks like from January 12th to the 23rd, you'll have uh, Cassie Levy and Patty Murin from uh, the Frozen musical. And, um, oh, I guess they are alternating days because then that they those two will be performing on the 12th, 14th, 15th, 18th, 20th, 22nd, 23rd. And then in between those days, we'll have Gavin Lee and Heidi uh, Blickenstaff. Uh, Gavin's from Beauty and the Beast and Heidi is from The Little Mermaid, January 13th, 16th, 17th, 19th, 21st, 24th, 25th. Um, And then we'll uh, change performers as we go uh, on into January and into February as well. So really, really exciting stuff. Um, If you like musicals, if you like to see like impressive live vocal performances, then I definitely recommend that you make time to check that out. But That's not the only entertainment that you get at Festival of the Arts. They actually have live art being created. Um, Sometimes they do that. If you've ever seen people do like the really fast art in Central Park or or, um, Times Square or something where they have a canvas. And then, you know, in two minutes, three minutes, they've done a whole really impressive painting. Where I've seen them do it where they have the canvas. You don't know it, but it's upside down. And they paint it and they do all this and it's hard to see what they're painting. And then when they're done, they flip it over and you're like, oh, there's the picture. So that'll be cool. You'll, you'll have uh, performers that do like acrobatics and gymnastics and different things and um, really cool stuff. And all that stuff usually happens over on the World Celebration side. They've got that sort of that deck between the two um, shops on either side. Like you can go left into World Showcase or right into World Showcase. And there's sort of a, a patio that goes out and overlooks the World Showcase Lagoon right there. They'll have a stage and they'll be doing art that you can see there. They have these artful photo ops. Uh, You can actually step into a canvas and get your picture made in some of these classic paintings that you've seen throughout your life in museums around the world. They do chalk art, um, a lot of really, really cool stuff. And the gear, the merchandise is always great. Um, And it features figment. So how can you beat that? Um, I highly recommend as I usually do to plan ahead, take a look at the menus. You know, if I had my uh, partners in crime with me today. We'd probably be doing the the foodie guide review, but um, there's a lot of food. Maybe I'll have a chance to go stop by and I can bring back some reports on some things that you ought to try if you're going to make it out to Festival of the Arts. But also, not not only do you, is it a good idea to make a plan before you go in there in terms of what you want to see, what you want to eat, and where you might want to shop. But also, pick up a gift card. It, it's hard sometimes to keep yourself on a budget. When you go to the festivals, because there's just so much that you want to try and purchase to take home. And if you set yourself a budget and get that gift card, it comes with a wristband. It has a cool um, like festival of the arts tag on it. So you'll be able to keep that. It's a little keepsake, uh, but also it helps you keep to a budget as you're shopping around World Showcase and dining around World Showcase. But here's the big news. Speaking of figment on the merchandise, we have a red alert. Because there is a brand new Figment popcorn bucket coming to the Epcot Festival of the Arts this year. And this one, Figment is included, but really it features the Imagination Pavilion, the glass pyramids on top of the Imagination Pavilion. That's what this popcorn bucket looks like. On the inside, there's a rainbow and Figment looks like he's doing a little head head first slide over the rainbow into the popcorn that you'll have in the popcorn bucket. What we do know is that this will be available through mobile order. So if you remember two years ago when they debuted the Figment popcorn bucket, which I got this year, there was a forever long line that you had to go stand in if you wanted a chance to get this popcorn bucket. And at the end of the day, there was no guarantee you were going to do it. Um, I think that at the time they did limit it to two per person, but somehow people still bought tons of them. I guess they put a bunch of people in line and then they were reselling them. By the way, don't support resellers. Don't do it. I know it's very tempting because a lot of times if you can't come to Disney and there's something that you really want um, in terms of the limited time merchandise, it's so tempting to go and look for it on eBay or, or just online somewhere and then pay twice, three times, four times what the price was in the parks. If you can help it, please don't do that. Don't buy those items because you're just encouraging these resellers to go and take up all the stock. And then the people who are actually there, the day guests don't get access to the merchandise. Um, so, you know, if we can discourage the resellers as much as possible, that's great. But here's what we're going to be doing. There will be a mobile order, so you'll need to be in the park, um, Or in the parks, and then you can do a mobile order. It's a limit of two per person, per transaction. And um, yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. I will say, as I've seen more and more pictures of it, um, something about... I just wonder, since it's like clear glass, mimicking those glass pyramids on top of the Imagination Pavilion, is it going to be... Like, is it going to be greasy? looking? I know usually what they do when you get a popcorn bucket, they give you your popcorn in a, in a box or a container. They don't really put it in the popcorn bucket unless you ask them to, or you do it yourself. I wouldn't do it. Cause I think it'd be hard to clean this. And then that plastic, the clear plastic is going to look foggy or, uh, or greasy. But, uh, if you want to just display it, never put popcorn in it, display it on a shelf. I think it'd look really cool. A nice addition. If you're a popcorn bucket enthusiast or a figment enthusiast or a popcorn enthusiast, or an enthusiast of any type, <laughs> this bucket might be for you. So they did a great job stocking the figment buckets this last year. Of course, they were the same ones that they had two years ago. They just had a different lanyard on them. But this one I'm sure will be popular and it'll it'll sell out early. So if it's something that you definitely want, you're going to need to mobile order it really early in the day to try to get your hands on one of those. Um, so yeah, it looks cool, and that's exciting. We love Figment here on the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and if you do too, then make sure you plan accordingly. I'm um, just going to see if I had the price here on this particular article, and I don't know that I do, uh, but it's out there. Let's see. I'll try to Google it while we are moving forward here in the podcast, and I'll I'll let you know what the price is. So a quick Google returns that uh, it should be about $25 in the parks. So just FYI, if you're looking to get that popcorn bucket. Okay, let's go to the featured topic of the day. And that is the return of the Disney dining plan. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I know that there are lots of you out there who are fans of the Disney dining plan. And you know, Some of you, you say that you do it because you really like to take, you know, the worrying about the cost of your meals out of your day to day planning. Once you're in the parks, this this really does give you the peace of mind. Hey, I've prepaid for everything. I know that I'm going to, you know, have that my food portion taken care of. And really, all I've got to worry about is souvenirs in terms of additional cost while I'm on my Disney vacation. Some people really do feel like there's value to it. I mean all of that's up to personal taste, personal preference, interpretation, perspective, all of that. If you're a person who is uh, tends to be frugal when it comes to food when you're at the Disney parks, I think that maybe sometimes these these plans are a little bit pricey even when and we'll talk about it in a minute, you can get the free plans with your with your stay at a Disney resort. I just I think that you know, a family of 4 plus it, it's it's a steep price i know if you're if you're on a budget and you're trying to look for ways to minimize your costs one of the ways you can do it is adjusting your food for the day meaning that you know maybe you've got uh grain bars or pop tarts or you know something oatmeal or something in your room you have that for breakfast maybe you take snacks with you into the parks so that you're not looking to go buy a 10 dollar snack at a at a kiosk you do quick service, maybe you share meals at quick service. Maybe you share meals when you go to a table service, um, you know, sit down, signature table service, uh, re- location. You can't do that on the dining plan. So, and, and if you were to try to do that, you're losing value because you know, you're going to have these unused credits. So for people who are really being cost conscious, I don't know that it makes a lot of sense, my opinion, but if you are just a person who, you know, you're going to do that, you're, you know, you're going to do a table service every day, You know, you're going to want a quick service lunch every day. You've got big eaters. Um, You know, maybe you can make it work for you. It does require a lot of pre-planning. You have to think through where you're going to eat every day and and make sure that you are planning out how you're going to use your credits in advance. Because like I said, you don't want them to go to waste because as soon as you let a credit go to waste, you're starting to lose that value in the plan. But before I get too far, for those of you who are unaware what the Disney dining plan is, let's just talk about that for just a little bit. So this has been gone uh, since COVID. They're just bringing back this year. The Disney dining plan has returned. People have been clamoring for it and they're very excited. Now, the standard plan is something that you you can add on to a stay if you are staying on Walt Disney World property. And essentially, um, you've got two. It used to be there were several, three or four different plans. Now there's two, the standard plan and the quick service plan. And If you buy into either one of those plans, you get a set number of credits and they are different credit types per day that you are like for each night of your stay. So if you're staying four nights, then you're going to get four days worth of uh, Disney dining plan credits. Um, The prices are staggered. So basically, um, if you wanted to do the quick service plan, it is a little bit cheaper if you wanted to add that on the the quick service plan is $57.01 per adult per day and 23.83 per child per day and a child is 3 to 9 if you wanted to do the standard plan add on that is 94.28 per adult per day and 29.69 per child per night um So if you choose to do that, say you're staying, let's just say you're staying at the Caribbean beach resort, you're going to be there for five nights and you, you're going to be in the parks for, uh, five days. Okay. Four or five days. And you decide that you wanted to add on the, um, standard dining plan. And let's just do, let's do the math right now. So you've got a family of two adults and two kids, then each adult is going to cost 90 essentially $95. Well, to be specific, it's 94 uh, 28 uh, for a per each adult. So times 2 is 188.56. You got two kids uh, if they're in the ages 3 to 9, then that would be f- uh, 2969 times 2 is 5938. So put those together and you've got uh 247.94 per day in food that you're you're planning. And for five days, so uh two hundred and forty-seven ninety-four times five is is one thousand two hundred and thirty-nine dollars and seventy cents. So that's the standard plan. And that's just if you've got eight uh, kids ages three to nine. If you're talking teenagers, then it's ninety-four uh ninety-four twenty-eight uh for all four of you. So basically ninety-five dollars. So 188 um 56 times two, which is uh 377 twelve. And then 377, 12 times five is one thousand eight hundred eighty five sixty cents. So, so $2,000 in food for five nights. It's pretty steep. Um, now, if you do add that on, what do you get? So with the del- deluxe dining plan, you get one table service meal per night, one quick service meal per night, and one snack and non-alcoholic drink or slash non-alcoholic drink per night for every night of the stay. Per person. You also do get a resort refillable mug, which is nice because what that just means at the resort, you're going to have as much uh, soda, coffee, tea, whatever it is that you want uh, throughout the day that you can't refill those in the parks. You can if you just want water, but you can't get the soda in the parks, but you can use them in the in the resort uh, that you're staying at. Beverages are included with, with each meal and guests over 21 can get an alcoholic drink with their table service meal, not the quick service, but the table service. So there you go. I mean, you know, you like I said, you decide if you think that that's worth it for you. You know, on the flip side, you know, if you did the quick service meal, what you're going to get or the quick service package, you get two quick service meals per night and one snack alcoholic drink per night per person. Um, that's in your room They now you will have to have every one of the members of your party listed on your resort stay, which I think typically everybody does because you need to do that for your tickets, your magic bands to work, you know, all that sort of thing, but just, uh, FYI. So, uh, and again, the cost for the quick service is 57, uh, and one cent per adult per day and 2383, uh, per child. So A pretty big savings if if you don't think that you're going to do table service. Now, I one of the things that I've felt like in the past with the quick with the dining packages is it's just a lot of food. Even even quick service meals tend to have um, large portions. So, are you planning two quick service meals in the parks or Disney Springs or at your resort every single day? Are you planning a quick service and a table service every single day? Um, Maybe maybe you are. I I don't know, but it, it tends to be. Uh, a lot of food and you're doing a lot of walking, you're going to be going, you know, in the summertime, it's very hot, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. It, like I said, it works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. Now, now here's, here's the thing that Disney announced just this past week. That is um, kind of exciting for some people, but it's, it's really interesting what this announcement actually was. So Disney announced that free dining is coming back specifically for Disney Plus subscribers. But there are a lot of fine print information pieces that you need to understand if this is something that you might be interested in. So here are the details. Disney Plus subscribers can enjoy a free dining plan when you purchase a non-discounted four-night, four-day Walt Disney Travel Company package that includes a room at a select Disney resort and a theme park ticket with the park hopper. For arrivals, most nights from January, January, no, July first to September thirtieth, so all through the summer. There are two tiers for this. There's the uh, standard dining plan and the quick service, but it's based on what hotel you're staying at. So if you're staying at a deluxe resort, you'll get the standard dining plan, and if you're staying at a quick uh, or if you're staying at a moderate or value, you'll get the quick service dining plan. So some people. Again, it's it's all. There's a lot of conjecture, personal opinion. Some people feel like this is a really valuable thing. And again, it's a minimum four night stay. You have to be staying at a Disney resort. You have to be paying rack rate, which is a big deal because Disney does offer most times they'll offer discount packages in the summertime. So you're paying the actual rack rate for the room, and you have to have a park hopper ticket for every day of your stay for every member of your party. So. I think that the value is sort of evaporating there because what, you know, you can save a lot of money if you don't do your park hopper every day that you're there, if you just do the one park or if you take advantage of the discounts that Disney offers in the summer on the rooms, room rooms alone packages, you can really save some money there. And then, you know, I I guess I'm just a very budget conscious person. So I really, I, I think I'd, Really have to see the numbers. Really break it down to see, you know, what kind of value you're deriving. Um, if you're staying at a deluxe resort, you know, you could, you could be paying what like five hundred dollars a night for your room, and then you you've got your park copper uh, for every day of your trip. Of your trip, and I don't know how many people are traveling with you. It just the the cost just keeps climbing, and then you. But hey, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber um, and you want to do that, then it's something that you can definitely uh, take advantage of. Um, Yeah. And I don't know how you, I guess you just have to show them. It says it requires proof that you're a Disney plus subscriber uh, and the Disney plus subscriber must be staying in the room. So, uh, you know, (laughs) Oh, the other thing to note is the dining plan excludes gratuities. Uh, That's something I didn't mention before. So uh, you, you would be expected to tip on top of using your dining credits at the table service locations. Another thing to note is that this, the free dining plan offer uh, excludes certain room types, specifically three bedroom villas, the campsites at Fort wilderness, the cabins at copper Creek villas and cabins at Disney's wilderness lodge and the bungalows. I can't imagine why. I mean, we're talking about some high priced items here. Like if you're staying at the, the bungalows at the Polynesian village, they're not going to give you that dining plan. Come on. You're paying, that's like the high, one of the highest prices you could possibly be paying to stay on Disney property. And they're like, no, you know, you can probably afford to get your own food. Don't worry about it. Um, so interesting that the free dining offer has come back in that way. I guess as we start to move into the year and Disney takes a look at what their occupancy levels look like in the hotels in the summer and early fall, there's a chance that free dining could be offered outside of Disney plus subscribers. I think it's interesting. Obviously they're trying to get some, some push here for people who are like, well, you know, all, all it would take was me signing up for Disney plus, and then I'd be eligible for this offer. And I guess you just have to be a subscriber at the time that you checked in. So you could probably, I don't know how it'd work. Do you have to show proof of your Disney plus subscription when you make the reservation? And when you check in, I don't know. I'm not sure. I personally get my Disney plus as a package with Hulu. So, I mean, it's something I've been paying for a lot of us. If we're Disney fanatics, I'm sure most of us that listen to this podcast, you're Disney plus subscribers. Anyway, there, there'd have to be a way to to look at it and say, Oh, maybe I only need it for like three or four months or whatever the deal is. And then, you know, Disney plus you're paying 15 bucks a month, let's say so like $60. And then you get the dining plan with your deluxe or moderate stay or whatever it may be. Again, minimum four nights. Every person in the room has to have a park ticket for every day with the park hopper option. And you have to be a Disney plus subscriber. A lot, a lot of, a lot of five fine print there. But again, if that appeals to you, more power to you, go do it. I remember that the, the free dining plan used to be a big draw for people. Uh, People used to get very excited about it and want to take advantage of it. But you do lose that, access to room discounts. So just remember that. Um, so the question at the end of the day is if you do the Disney dining plan, you want to add it on to a stay, say you're not getting it for free. Is it worth it? You know, and I, and I've referred to it a lot and I really do think a lot of it is just perspective. I think a lot of it is personal opinion. I I think that you could debate it with a hundred different people. They'll give you a hundred different answers. Um, I think that Again, for people who just really like to almost make it like an all-inclusive stay and just say, I'm willing to lay this money out. I'm willing to go ahead and do this now, just so when I'm when I make my trip, which may be five, six, seven months out, I don't have to worry about it. You know, that's money that I already put in. That's money that I that I've already, you know, set aside. And it's sort of like my Suggest, suggestion to buy the gift card when you go to the festival, you you've got your budget set and you know, you're going to stick to that. And then you just, you know, are worried about souvenirs, but something to kind of keep in mind. If we're talking about the, the standard dining package, the $94 for adults and 29 69 per child, most quick service meals are going to cost you in the neighborhood of like, let's say 16, $17, maybe up to 20, um, table service can get higher, especially if you're going for alcohol and if you're going to get a dessert, but you're still, you know, you're looking at like maybe 40, 50 bucks per adult, possibly. Um, if you talk character dining, I think that's where you can really get value because yes, you can do character dining, um, with your table service credit. Um, but not all of the, the character, uh, dining is one credit. Some of them, some of them are two, um, So, uh, I don't know, just be thoughtful when you're making these choices and do what's best for you. I I think that if, if you think it makes sense, you want the peace of mind, then absolutely do it. But if you're a person like me who likes to plan it out and really put the budget into like a spreadsheet and try to do the math and make sure the math is mathing, then I don't know, maybe it doesn't, but Hey. Regardless, I do want to hear from from you. I would like to know what you think about it. Monday morning monorail family out there in the podcast land. Are you a fan of the dining plan? Are you going to take advantage of it this year? And if you do, make sure to let us know how it works for you. Did you get your value? Did you end up with extra credits? Do you feel like you would recommend it to others? And and why would you? Um, what's the argument for, what's the argument against all, all this is really, um, interesting to me. And I like to, I like to really hear the different voices and the different point of views. So, so let me know, but you know what? I think that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. I think I have finished my plate, my dining plan meal right here. And now we're going to call this one a podcast. I want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me. I know it's just me talking, and sometimes that's boring just listening to one person. I appreciate that you did it. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. Again, if you got those resolutions, especially if they're theme park resolutions, we'd love to hear those. Let us know about that. Next week, Steffers and Landon will return. Until then, you can check out Steffers on Instagram and Twitter at It's Steffers, and Landon is at L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow he... And uh, he's on The Phil Show, uh, News Talk 98.7 in Knoxville, Tennessee, 6 to 10 a.m., Monday to Friday. And you can stream that live on Newstalk987.com. And I am Justin underscore monorail on all of the socials. If you want to follow the podcast, we're at Morning Monorail on Instagram and Twitter. And we have a Facebook group, the Monday Morning Monorail Fam Facebook group. And we also have a Discord. If you're interested in any of those things, let me know. And I can help you to become a part of those communities. We love it. We love to make the connections. We love interacting with you every single week. Thanks again for listening. Until next week, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.